Oh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Farmer, and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver, and I'm a cine newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. You're gonna do it Give right me now. Just a moment. Okay. Because here it is. How to turn out? Because Megan just made this homemade <laughs> apple pie, <laughs> and I just got home a long day of volunteering. <laughs> We wanted an, a real-time reaction to the pie. Oh, my God. That's good. Is it good? Oh, that's delicious. Right? Yeah? Yay! A triumph. A triumph of pie. Oh, oh drop don't it. drop it. God fucking damn it. <laughs> At any rate. Wow. How was... Uh, well, I would ask you how your, your week was, but you're inhaling pie. How was my week? How is? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, because I uh, I got laid last night. Oh my god! And uh, I went and volunteered for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris today. And now you're eating pie now and I'm ice eating cream. Apple pie and ice cream on top of it. My life is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I uh, I am working really hard at not overcommitting myself. I'm really bad at that. I also am going to try. I didn't tell you this until mm. until just now. Uh-huh. I'm going to try working out in the mornings. <laughs> and that's why I didn't tell you until now because I wanted on. that reaction. I have to give you an, an actual Tim Curry laugh. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to work out in the morning. Really? Yeah, because... <laughs> wait, wait. What time What time constitutes the morning for you? Like 8. <laughs> okay. Like 8. Because I'm like... I can... Wait, are you out of bed at 8 in the gym by... I am out of bed in the gym that we've created by 8 o'clock. Really? Yes. Because then right. that gives me from 8 until 9 to work out, mm-hmm. then 9.30 to like get ready and be like already working and ready to go by like 9.45, 10 o'clock. Just because it's like I feel like in the afternoons I don't have enough time because there's so many hobbies I don't know about anybody else but I've <laughs> overcommitted to hobbies in this pandemic because I do yoga twice a week I've started uh, working at the barn on weekends and I also have tap class mm. on Thursdays mm-hmm. And then I also added on uh, voice lessons mm-hmm. starting next weekend, plus, you know, doing a podcast and... Uh. It's almost like being a senior in high school where you have all these classes and you have, like, sports yeah. and recreation, but, but you also have, like, overbearing parents and you're applying to go to university. Right, but there's no know. overbearing parent and I'm not applying to university. This is just what I was trained to do. And maybe you have a coach who instills fear in you to get shit done. This is, I don't know about you, because this, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing here. Am I being subtle about it? It's super subtle. (laughs) As subtle as a flying brick. I, like, because that's the thing, is that when I was in high school, well, when I was in middle school, it was high school preparatory middle school to get you into the best high schools in the city. Okay. And then once you got into the best high school, then it was college preparatory high school. Mm -hmm. And they tried their best to get their seniors into Ivy League schools as much as possible. And so it was like super crazy, intense pressure. Like you always did all these different things. You had to do 60 hours of community service that was required in order for you to graduate. Like I went to a really intense high school and now here I am at 
35 and I'm still doing it. I'm not applying to Yale. I don't need to be a well-rounded student anymore. I don't need to look good for any SAT things or anything. I don't need to study sign language again. And yet here I am trying to do it all. Yep. It's almost like you can't be in. You are. What you, what you need to do, Megan. Yeah. Is you need to simplify your life. Oh, okay. You need three things. Yeah. Okay. What you are need, the three things? You need God. Uh-huh. You need family. Uh-huh. And you need football. Speaking of those three things. We watched Varsity, Varsity Blues. Blues from 1999. This hurts. Some of you may not have been alive then. This hurts. I don't know what our age range is for people who listen to this podcast. I but mean, if you're... This was a... And maybe... I feel like Stafford, for example, he's like 10 years younger than me. Right. Right? So he would have been four when this movie came right. out. <laughs> So hopefully he was not hopefully watching this movie. Hopefully he wasn't watching this movie. Because this is like a rated R sort of, it's like this, American Pie that's meets what I said. a coming of age sports it's movie. It's like American Pie meets Remember the Titans. Maybe. That's what I think it is yeah, like. If but, you if you took Remember the Titans but wanted to appeal to the American Pie But also audience. meets like fried green tomatoes or steel magnolias or something like, what? what are you talking about? You haven't seen steel magnolias. I haven't seen steel Magnolias. What? No, I haven't. That's crazy. This is why we have a podcast, Ben, because I haven't seen movies. I don't know how many people would listen to an episode about Steel Magnolias. No, I do have a really good idea for our next podcast. Do you really? Yeah, because I'm like, I feel is like we're Steel in a... Magnolias? No, 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 we're in a 90s vibe right now, and I think you'll really appreciate it, but uh, I don't want to reveal it on here. Okay. Because okay. I want people to, to let's, hold let's out. Let's save it. Let's hold on to that. But, uh, but maybe yeah. this movie was, because it was so close to the millennium, like, I was a little bit jarred about not like people not having cell phones. I, I don't know. Think, I don't think the internet is referenced once no. in this movie. Um, Even if they did have the internet, they didn't have it in that tiny town. It was a super. It, the movie was almost simple, even though there was a lot going on. Yeah, it was like there was technically really only one plot, right? Which was to win football. Yeah, but there were all these little subplots happening at the same time and little adventures and things that I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah, because we're focusing on a handful of like high school students and uh. particularly James Vanderbeek. But we will get into the specifics. Varsity Blues came out in 1999 uh, starring James Vanderbeek as Mox, John Voight as Coach Kilmer, Paul Walker, a very young baby face oh, Paul Walker. Paul Rest Walker. in peace. Uh, plays uh, lead quarterback Lance Harbor. We have Ron Lester uh, rounding, <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended, rounding out the supporting cast as Billy Bob. We have uh, Jimmy Kahn's son, Scott Kahn, uh, coming as Tweeter. Very young Amy Smart playing Jules, who was Mox's girlfriend. Allie Larder, who makes her film debut. Mm. Uh, she would go on to, uh, I think, do a few movies in the Final Destination franchise. Sure. But this is probably the role she is best well known, known for, for because you don't do a scene like that and not have that follow you well, for the rest of your I career. I mean, seriously, though, uh, does she walk seriously, into no. any Baskin Robbins without people making a comment about it? Like, <laughs> I don't just know not, how she can. She's not welcome. She they comes in even, and they're like, we don't have enough. Like, Get out. We don't have enough. <laughs> we have customers to serve. We can't make Keep sure your you're closed. Um, uh, directed by a guy named Brian Robbins. I'm looking at his directorial uh, credits. He's produced a lot of movies. He was a producer on uh, Coach Carter, which is 
essentially okay. Coach Carter is not essentially varsity blues. Coach Carter's like about a basketball team, and Samuel L. Jackson's the coach or something okay. like that. He was a producer on a movie called Norbit with Eddie Murphy. Um, I don't so know, random. I don't really know what. Uh, he was an Emmy nominee for Outstanding Informational Special. He's the son of Floyd so, Levine. Okay. I'm looking at all the Here's trivia the for this guy. I'm like, who? This who is this is one of those things where this is a director that never really quite found his niche and just did random shit like yeah it, it's like when you go and audition for something and you see about 70 different types in the room and you're like oh wow they have no idea what they want and the guy who wrote this his name is uh w peter illith he wrote the screenplay for the original and the remake of point break <laughs> what? He, also wrote, he also wote uh something called trump's america what as in donald came out trump 20, yeah came out 2017 frank of 40 is a homeless man panhandling for beer in venice beach what uh hopeless alcoholic i don't know anyway what the shit it was, it's a weird it's a weird production team because i've never heard of these people no i've never heard of these like, guys we haven't heard of them and it's not like they went on to do anything of note necessarily yeah and I don't know. Breakdown per IMDb. In small town Texas, high school football is a religion. The head, coach, the head coach is deified as long as the team is winning and the 17-year-old schoolboys carry the hopes of an entire community onto the gridiron every Friday night. In his 30th year as head coach, this is long, this is Bud really Kilmer, long. played by John Voigt, is trying to lead his West Canaan Coyotes to their 23rd division title. 23 now. When star quarterback Lance Harbor suffers an injury, the Coyotes are forced to regroup under the questionable leadership of John Moxon, James what? Vanderbeek. A second string quarterback with a slightly irreverent approach to the game varsity blues explores our obsession with sports and how teenage athletes respond to the extraordinary pressures i disagree as to what this movie is about. i also disagree to what this movie is also i about. understand that that's a synopsis to a degree but i yes. that's not what the movie is about i don't think that's what the movie is like really i don't about. i truthfully have a couple of ideas of what the movie is about but it's not that um i uh i just have to say i hated this movie you took so you took Furious notes. Much. I did. I took as many notes as you did for burlesque. This was my burlesque. This was rough for me. You liked burlesque more than this movie. I did. Really? I, here's the thing. It's tight. This movie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, if we're like ranking <laughs> all the movies that we've seen in terms of the ones I liked the most versus not like, they would be very, they would be like neighbors. They could wave to each other. I feel like we should do like a, a little snippet right now because we were, we thought we were going to be reviewing burlesque for this episode. Yes. We have reviewed burlesque and recorded that episode with all of our special guests. I swear to God, it's going to be one of our absolute best episodes because. It was so frantic it was frantic we could have gone on for another hour oh, with these people easily. like like these are all friends of ours who are and fellow they're, artists they're all like musical theater professionals yes so it was just a blast to review burlesque with these guys however they're not gonna have the audio ready for a couple of weeks so we have uh, a couple of weeks to uh, watch some other movies right do we want to talk about burlesque and the hour of will they won't they or wagon wheel not. with Tuesday? i will say that that is now in my everyday vocabulary now um if ben were to ask me what do you want to do for dinner i would yell wagon wheel watusi or why Cher doesn't understand how banks work i mean here's the thing it's, how many how many safety pins does stanley tucci swallow during production it's probably one of the most ridiculous podcasts we've ever recorded yes. and because of that i think it's going to be highly entertaining it's pandemonium so it's i great. will just say 
say that and say stay tuned, we will absolutely let you know. I think it actually should come out. It's supposed to come out right around the time that we're doing our season four finale. Yeah, yeah. So, so it should be a good finale episode. Hopefully, one, hopefully we can hold out. So let's go back 20 years and go to the oh. simpler time of Varsity Blues. Where we're in small town Texas, where again, you they have, have their own laws. You have God, family, and football. That's it. children being screamed at by Be- their dads. Before Friday Night Lights, we had Varsity Blues. So this oh movie, God. I feel like, set the precedent for a lot of shows that came out or movies that came out later on. I don't know if it hits, I don't know if it sticks the landing, but for me, it's a good movie. So I, I, I have so many issues with this movie. Right. And here's the thing is, is that I'm still mad about it. So none of my <laughs> thoughts are going to be coherent. So you're like Varsity Red. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a varsity blood, not a varsity crip. Okay. Um, I, okay. So, I mean, just, uh, we open up the movie with like, again, this like small town footage of like, you know, homemade video of these kids like doing football. And they're, yeah, like, this is like peewee like football. football. Yeah. And their, their dads are getting up in there, like screaming at them. Yep. And it's, and it's hard to believe. And I, Ben pointed this out that actually where we're living right now is a little bit like that. Yeah. There is a high school not too far from here where I go and run on the track and uh, they're the Tigers. The Tigers. And they have their football games. Their their Trump flags are flying high. You know, yeah. every time I go there with a Biden Harris shirt, people look at me like I'm like this alien. But then literally everywhere else you go, people everywhere cheer. Everywhere else I go, people give me thumbs into up. Into your and, face. Right, exactly. They're excited and yeah. thrilled. Yeah. So, but, uh, but it, you, you, you almost know this world because. Yeah, we're kind of living in it a little bit. We're kind of bit. living in it, you and I, right now. Yeah. Which is hard for me because it's like the world is so much bigger than that yes but you hear about these people who get stuck in small towns and they're like i just got to get out of here yeah and for me i've never really understood that i'm like you could just go you could save up enough money to go somewhere or make a friend somewhere especially now with the internet i'm like just go find find a way to go yeah i feel like now especially the world is yeah pretty accessible We're, but there's a lot of networks people get into rhythms uh you yeah. know they uh girls um, get pregnant or guys end up getting you know end up peaking in high school and then never moving past the so final football game. now we cut to dawson's creek yes being uh super uh isn't he like frustrated that he's got football practice like he doesn't really want to go. Well, to the I feel game. like his dad wants him to like. Well, he's he's a second string quarterback, so he never plays. Right. He's off on the sidelines with his playbook open, but he actually has he's reading books inside right. of it. He's putting novels inside of it instead of actually studying the plays. Right. He's actually learning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he liked football. He played it as a kid, but it doesn't. It's not like the religious experience that it is to everyone else. And he very much. And this was mentioned in the synopsis. He has this very different idea about yeah. how to approach plays. I don't understand where that came from. Me neither. Like, we didn't see him, like, looking at old videos or picking this information up elsewhere. Right. It was just randomly, like, he had this really moneyball approach yeah. to fucking football. And, and I was like, I don't know why. John Voigt, who's the head coach, again, Basically is, God. Yeah, essentially. Like, the, the football coach... Uh, I mean, the football coach is in the diner, and the Jesus cops are like... Jesus Yes. John Voigt. <laughs> Jesus Moses himself. You guys, there's this there's this video that just came out, I think, with John Voight. It's like a two and a half minute testimonial yes! on why you should vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> this is amidst all the Kirstie Alley stuff happening right yeah. now. Where she's posting about she's voting for Trump and everybody, I'm going crazy with drop dead gorgeous gifts all over the place. <laughs> oh, you betcha. And then I see John Voight up there being like, America, you have to vote for Trump because God will 
breathe his great breath on this land, Jesus Moses. Jesus Moses. And, <laughs> like, and the others. <laughs> who's Jesus Moses? But he says that several times. It's like he's trying to like name the, the most like popular he's, people he's, in the he, Bible. He's trying to appeal to, he's like, well, if I say Jesus, that's the Christians. If I say Moses, that's the Jews. That's the, so right. then I've got so both I'm of them. grab them both and put them all in the same Fuck. basket. So you were saying So John, John Boy is, after his 23rd district title, this team has uh, a couple of championships under their belts, a lot of district titles, clearly, and that's all John Voigt cares about, and he will get that title if he has to kill his own players. Seriously. Kind of reminds me of someone who kind of plays these scorched earth tactics mm. is willing to put Other people, people's lives uh, people's lives in danger mm. in order to get what he wants and then as soon as anybody comes up against them he either fires them or threatens to do something it's like horrible fear to them. is his only weapon yeah and he's yeah. just constantly afraid but he's actually uh, an idiot anyways anyway i can't think um of so Dawson's Creek is feeling nostalgic about high school or middle, no, middle school football. <laughs> Everyone's praying for everything. Yep. When Paul, what was his name? Who? Uh, no, uh, Ryan, no. The guy Paul that, Walker? Paul Walker. Oh, Lance. I fucking loved when Lance walks out of his house casting by was right <laughs> under his the fucking crotch. Right it's like, you're welcome. <laughs> we did that. So then everybody is like piling into the truck because they're all going to the game. All the guys are wearing puka necklaces. It's for a pep rally. Yes. Everyone's wearing puka necklaces. It's the 1999. The necklaces that have come back into style. Yep. And then he goes up, uh, Lance goes up to make an announcement, like to do a motivational speech. Yeah. <laughs> the mic is not pointing towards his face. And it's not very good either. It's not very good. He's like, like, I was in bed. I had and a dream. I had a dream. And all the girls are like, ah! Like Conrad Birdie. Like they're going. Oh my nuts. God. Also, he's dating Allie Larder, who is a cheerleader. Yes. Yes. And then, uh, and then, so they're getting ready for the game. Yep. And then we cut to Dad's. Dad's like, you have to focus. You gotta yes. get your, gotta get your head in the game. Oh my God. Zach Efron. Can we stop for a second? The yes. little brother. <laughs> the fucking little brother is my favorite person in this whole movie, and the only character I actually liked. Right. But because he, like, at the beginning, he's got this cross. He's like wandering around. Right. With he's the cross literally on his back, tied to a cross. Because he's all into religion. Yeah. And then, like later on in the movie, he's like a blues brother. And then later on in the movie, he's like, his mom's like, did you start a cult? That's so cute. That's so cute, honey. Um, <laughs> Where he's like, <laughs> he sends his brother to go buy condoms. For oh, him. that's right? right. He's monologuing to his brother about right. condoms. Uh, so then we see the dark side of uh, John Voight. Yeah. Which he's putting a needle into yeah, Lance's Yeah, he's injecting knee. steroids because Lance has a bum knee, but he's like the best quarterback ever right. in the history of anything. So he has to play. So there's there there's going to be consequences for this for these actions, yes. but we'll get to that. Um. So then we go to the game. Billy Bob gets concussed 14 times. <laughs> I can't, like you said, I kept on thinking of, was it not another teen movie? Yes, which I, came out two years after I, this. I, Kept, and made more money. I kept thinking about that movie. Me too. That's a better movie than this. Uh, honest to God, I I 1,000% agree. It's a better like, movie. This is a good movie, but not another teen movie to me is a better experience. <sighs> and I don't remember who won the game. I just know Billy Bob was like massively concussed. Yes. And Well, not, I mean, yeah, I think it was concussed. He missed a block because he was concussed. Like he fell over and then no, they were able to sack that's another Lance, game. right? That's the second game. That's the we're second on the first game, game where okay. we're at the house party where we're having sex in the laundry room. Right. 
and then Billy Bob comes in and throws up in throws the washer. Throws up in the washing machine, right? Yeah. So okay. Lance hasn't gotten you know pummeled yet, right? He's he's got nothing but prospects in front of him. He's headed to Florida State. Oh, that's right. You know, he's got this full ride scholarship. He's got going the like on. the captain of the cheer is yeah, his girlfriend. Exactly. And... Like he's got all American dream, everything to live for. And uh, and, so, and that's when I wrote, "This is horrible. I hate this movie so much." <laughs> Uh, then we have a barbecue. No, we're not even there yet. We're not yet. to the barbecue yet? We're just barely to the barbecue. Oh, okay. Because we still go back to practice, and I just wrote that he keep, John Boyd keeps grabbing their helmets and, like, pushing them around. I'm like, right. that hurts. Yeah, that Stop has it. to hurt, right? That can't be yeah. good for your neck. And he's also all about you can't show weakness, hashtag Church of Trump. So then we go to the barbecue where women are dumb and men are assholes. Mom is drunk. Mom is... Mom is very drunk. And the shots were really intense There was all these weird, the like, scene. Dutch angles and they these, these close-ups. close-ups that were down from underneath right. them, like, s- to look up their nostrils. You could see up their nose, but it was yeah. also, again, tilted on... The axis was tilted, so it almost made you feel like... It, I, I don't know what they like were going cartoony, for. cartoony, I guess? There are moments where they choose to do specific camera angles to try and put you in the head of the character I they want guess. you to focus on. So that was like representative of, of James Vanderbeek's like confusion and anger because Ugh. Dawson's Creek just wants to read. He just wants to read books. He just wants to read books. He just wants read... to read Anna Karenina. <laughs> um so they we go to the barbecue and then these dads have a dad off. Yeah. Fucking Cause Lance's dad and Mox's dad are both there and And they both play on high school and I can't remember Lance's dad is teasing Mox's dad because like oh your son's a second string quarterback he sucks ha 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 and I was a quarterback I was you a quarterback were a terrible and... player or something right and and so they end up having this contest where they place a can of Lone Star on their heads Lance knocks it off of his dad's head no problem Mox mm-hmm. tries the same thing but hits his dad in the face with a football breaks his nose breaks his fucking nose not before nose. we have the fucking jaws shot that was another thing that made me feel Furious came out of nowhere. It was like a dolly shot and racked focus. Is yeah, that how they, that's the job. They did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh. they do. Like somehow they zoom in while they're also zooming out as like the jaws shot. Let's see here. And Lance the next Bass day... needs to get some ass pep rally. Don't feed the pig beer. House party. Pervert old guy. What are you doing here? I hate this movie so much. Jaws shot. There we are. I hate this movie so much. And then we have sex ed, right? Yes, we have Sarah Palin. <laughs> Sarah Palin wants everyone to say vagina three times and and penis penis three Three times times. and then says that she wants to desensitize people, destigmatize people to boners or erections. Let's all talk about the different names for a erection. And James Vanderbeek has about 20 of them. Which a bunch of them I didn't. And they're I'd pretty creative. Never heard they're of. pretty creative. You'd, you'd you'd have to watch the movie. To like really I'm get like the pitching a tent. Sure, I've heard that. But like some of them, <laughs> I'm just gonna make some up. It's like looping around the barn without Nancy or like <laughs> some shit. Pedro, right? Like Pedro. <laughs> that's the last one. That was he the says. last one, and it made me so mad because it was like here was this this woman that's teaching sex ed, but she's teaching sex ed, and she's like she's. That's her only focus is just like she's teaching sex at and that ends up being that entire character's identity. I don't think so. You don't. Okay, so I think that this movie is demeaning to women. This is one character example of why. But tell me why you don't think. Because I'm curious to hear your And I, I could be wrong, but from my point of view, she is a sexually liberated woman okay. who is also moonlighting as a stripper. Okay. 
so she's able to take that sexual liberation and also i don't know like being a stripper i i can't imagine what that would be like but i imagine it's it's a weird mental place to get to because you're using your body in order to like make men give you money or something like that but she's right. also like teaching high schoolers so i'm not totally in agreement with her being a stripper and a high school sex ed right. teacher right not only that but there's a commentary on the kind of car that she drives cuz she drives this really yeah, fancy car and they're, and they're like, like how, the how fuck can does she, she get a car that? on a ki- on a teacher's salary yeah, yeah. so then that makes it seem like she's not stripping because she can't pay the bills as a teacher which that would be the reality i think it's a commentary on how teachers are underpaid I don't think so because it's no, because she's clearly making more than enough money right. being a teacher and a stripper. So maybe she's trying to use that to teach the kids to not be ashamed of sex if or their bodies the case, or. Okay. I see what you're, I see where you're coming yeah. from. I don't see her as a victim, really. I don't see her as like a damsel in distress or I don't demeaning see her in as any a way. damsel in distress. I see her portrayed as an <laughs> idiot. And because like when he's rattling off. Is that because off, she's from Texas? No, when she's rattling <laughs> off all the different names. Yeah. When he's rattling off the names of the penis or whatever. Right. And she just like watches in awe as he goes through all these different names. Right. It's very clear later on that she's hitting on the high school boys. Is she? Yes. I don't think so. Yes, she is. And she's then, having a drink with them. No, no. No, no, not there before that when she's in her car. Oh. And then later on she when just she's says good a game. stripper, she's just, I just, and then like later on when she's like, oh, I hope we're all in mutual understanding that you won't tell the board about me. Like she comes off really stupid to me. Oh, all right. Maybe, maybe she just overdid the accent to make her, make her sound stupid. I mean, I don't think she was stupid. I think she was, she was portrayed as stupid. And I think it was if Sarah Palin was a bit loose and... And a bit inflated and dumb. <laughs> okay. More so than she already Man, is. Yeah, this was like 10 years before the world was introduced. To this Sarah is Payne really fr- that that yeah. character in particular made me really mad. So we go back we go back to John Voigt who is uh, coaching game number two in which tragedy <laughs> strikes the coyotes. Billy Bob is on oxygen. Right. Like they need to have people over on the side. He's not just, well. Like, pumping the kids full of like different right. kinds of Ivy shit. Trying to revive them. I wrote down John Voight's activities were chewing gum and hitting people with a rolled up playbook. Those are like the two things he chose for his character. That would be on his dating profile. This is two favorite and... things to do. <laughs> chewing gum and slapping Slap kids, kids with a playbook. <laughs> so Billy Bob is concussed. He collapses during a very crucial play. The other team sacks Lance, tackles mm-hmm. him, but he has a bad fall on his bad knee. Right. And he's like, oh my God, my knee. And, and then like, the dad's like, oh my God, don't do this to oh, me. It's Lord, like, don't do this to me. I'm like, to you? Right, is right. That you? And so Lance is like, he's out. He's out for the season, and Mox has to finish. Right. Does do they win the game? I forget. I think they do. They because do because they have thirty-year-olds right? playing. <laughs> they have adults the on their team. The number of like thirty to forty-year-old oh, high sure. schools we have. Yeah, the guy uh, playing Billy Bob was twenty-eight, I think, when he made Jesus. this. Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. So now Paul Walker is sidelined. His leg died. Uh, he's not going to college. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's weird. But there was all this scar tissue in there and John Boyd's like oh I, I, I wouldn't know about that he didn't say anything he to me he didn't say anything to me I don't virus you shut the fuck up I don't know anything about no virus <laughs> no virus anything we can't pray away <laughs> you both break for power you get out this nation <laughs> god and it's like and when they tell the dad like hey <clears throat> 
your kid won't be able to play football at least for a year and a and half. And he's like, how long? Ever. And he's like, oh, his scholarship. Oh, what, Yeah, what and his, his dad is like acting like his kid just died. Yeah. Like, I'm like, your kid isn't dead. Yeah, they're alive. They're, he's alive. He yeah. could figure shit out. Right. He can go to online college and get an associate. <laughs> University of Phoenix, man. Come yeah. on. Now, uh, Mox is the quarterback, and he's doing the oop-de-oop. Right. Which is so, the prequel forget, to the Humpty though, Hump. Literally, Lance is in the hospital yeah. after having just come out of surgery his girlfriend is there oh that's right and then she's like hey mox could you give me a ride home mox is like yeah sure why not and so then they're in the car and she just starts taking her clothes off and he's like what the fuck are you doing and she's like oh what you never seen i'm fine it's like i'm wearing a bathing suit i'm wearing underwear he's like "Uh, okay and then she's like he's like you are with lance and i'm with what the fuck is jules jules oh my god (laughs) and i'm with jules brunette amy smart uh and she's like well things change And and he's like what yeah and then he she's like could you drop me off at this house party instead i'm like your boyfriend right he's in the hospital and she's just she's just moved on and she said what did she say it was like uh anytime we can continue this anytime we'll you want. continue this anytime you want and i'm like well, who wrote wow. that wow yeah she's broken She's a broken individual. Uh, and then Lance Bass takes the police car. <laughs> right. Scott Kahn steals a police car when the police try and come to shut the house party down. I uh, swear to God, that character is suppressing a lot of homoerotic. Is that the feeling you got? I think so. I mean, that's the feeling I got, too. But I think that he's I don't, just... I don't think we were far enough along culturally, maybe, to allow something like no, that. No, and I think, too, like, even if that was the case, the person who wrote it didn't intend for that. Oh, no. Not at all. Like, at one point he's scratching his balls because he slept with so many girls that he has crabs now right like they like tried... crabs that he can feel yeah they hit hit <laughs> so fucking hard um now mox is like what the fuck just happens right so ali larder is like just moved on from her boyfriend with a bum knee uh jules and... yes jules jules is like oh my god you're a god now is it strange to be a god now and he's like i don't know, I don't fucking know. and then and i said that puka shell necklace i know it's uh, distracting it is okay tv reporter is in love so when he is he's no, so is. he's not because mox is like giving this weird kind of bullshit answer to this reporter's question this reporter's like because the reporter's like okay. well how do you think you did now that you made the the team win the this Valley, entire game whatever yeah and what does he say he's, he's like, like oh i'm just one man and like there's a whole team of guys behind me and i'm just I don't know. Like, I it's felt this like weird sort TV of bullshit answer. Swooning. No, at he that. wasn't. The reporter was just like, oh, thanks. And then that's when Jules is like, well, is it weird to be a god? And then he's like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of nice. She's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> he's like, what? This is fun. Yeah. Like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. I've been a second string quarterback for the last three years, and now and, here I am. Yeah, and I don't get why she's pissed all of a she sudden. She has no reason to be she pissed. She has no reason like, to Jules be pissed. Jules is like the problematic female character. Jules for me. is one of the additional problematic. <laughs> female characters she's the one who's like underwritten I mean uh, and she said you listen hard and she's I can't remember she's like I don't fall I don't date football players and I only I only date heroes I can't remember what she said so now Mox is confused he just wants to do the right thing He's he wants to thank God and give naked girls his jacket that's all he wants because Scott Conn steals the cop car but he somehow manages to pick up three girls and they all take their clothes off right Jules is conflicted uh, and now Allie Larder like invites Mox over to her house oh 
Oh my god. Which is weird because she says anytime after seven o'clock, and I'm like, number number one, seven o'clock feels very early to me. Number two, the manner in which she tries to seduce him is a little clumsy, and apparently this is how she got Lance. This is how she got Paul Walker's character in the the whipped cream bikini. The whipped cream bikini. She's like, she shows up and answers the door in what looks like like nurses scrubs. Yeah, but they're actually like sweatpants, but they're like those weird late nineties sweatpants. Why why are we wearing like our jammies? I don't know. When that guy comes over. Yeah, and she's like, I'm making a hot hot pudge (laughs) sundae. You want you want one? He's like, Yeah, sure, I guess. And she's like, You want whipped cream? He's like, Yeah, okay, whatever. And then she comes out with nothing but a whipped cream bikini, like whipped cream on both ditties and her pooter, and she's got two cherries. Does she have cherries? She has cherries. I don't think she has cherries. I think she does. Just, she put maraschino cherry nipples. Yes. No, really? I think she does. And she kisses him and he's like, whoa, 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 stop. This is fucking stupid. And like, then she just I don't want to do this. Crying. Like, I just want to go with you. Which we, Ben and I had a debate about that. I thought it was, I just want to go with you. This is me trying to find reasoning in this woman's behavior. She wants to leave the small town. She wants to get out. And so she's like, if I hitch my wagon to the new quarterback who would probably get full ride maybe he'll take me to whatever university that is so when she said i just want to go with you i thought it's like if i you know i'm opportunist let's face it then i could go with him wherever he wants to go which is away from here yeah but the the term or expression go with you right. means like go steady let's go together let's are you guys be going together yeah right, right. so I, that's that's what i took from it of course they they like go hand in hand like yeah. if she dates Moxo maybe I can get out of this shithole town but she never says that she never really says like oh I have dreams like I want to go to beauty school or some shit no, like that no and that's the thing too we have no development as to what any right. of the women want to do with their we lives we get like her identity of attaching herself to the popular guy right. and, and getting somewhere via that relationship right. this fails the Bechtel test so poorly. Yeah, so her especially. Intensely. Mox turns her down. They end up kind of laughing about it. The next day they see each other and she's like, oh, are we weird now? He's like, no, no, no. We've known each other, each other since we were five. We just know each other much more, And then she much goes better. and kisses him on the lips. She kisses him on the mouth. He just stands there, takes it. She walks off, and but Jules sees the whole Jules thing. Jules sees the whole thing and she's wearing an outfit that I totally wore in you the 90s. absolutely wore. I totally. Megan, you wore those clothes. <laughs> no, I did I saw you. <laughs> I see you now, and I saw you then. That was your outfit. It, it really was. It was. I said, yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. I'm agreeing with you. And so Jules is like, ugh. And she goes, she walks into her class, and he's like, I, I don't wait. think, I don't think you caught it, because you were like furiously writing a note. And she's like, he's like, Jules, wait a minute, wait a minute. But the teacher's like shutting the door, uh-huh. and he doesn't even reference James Vanderbeek. You have this kid running towards your classroom door screaming, wait, wait. And the teacher's just like, slam. He doesn't even look at him. I'm like, that is a terrible extra. That is a terrible featured extra because you're not, you're not taking in what's happening in front of you. That is an extra being non-extra. Non-extra, right. When that moment calls for me like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Step back. Be like, all right, all right. All right. You'll see her after class. Something. I said, 90s fashion, the police guy is totally gay. Whipped cream bikini, she does it on everyone. Then they're, no, no, no. Then they go to diner or whatever. He's trying to make up with Jules. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, she's still pissed off, which I don't understand. Then they go to the strip club because he's <laughs> yeah. like, fuck you. I'm going to go to the strip club. And there's the, the 40-year-old black guy that calls out... <laughs> 
The 40-year-old black player on the team calls out how racist the coach is. Yeah, and we should say John Voight is also... Okay, Coach Kempler is a massive racist. Yeah, I can't speak to John Voight. I think that's probably <laughs> an accurate assumption. Maybe, but John Voight, every time he talks to the black guy, calls him boy. Ugh. And that it, it only happens two or three times, but you catch it. And he like, points out that he's like, okay, Lance <clears throat> catches all of these different, you know, he throws and catches, throws and catches and stuff. Do you know how many touchdowns I've had since starting on this team? Three. How many yards he average? How many rushing yards he averages per game is around like 133 yards. It's an insane every game. amount. It's yeah, an, for a high school game, it's nuts. He's he's being he's a workhorse he has, for someone else's glory. He has three touchdowns. Yeah, which is a joke. Yeah, so, so he's saying I have somebody coming to see the game that is going to recruit me potentially. So and, I, and his mom's doing recruitment for him. Right, his mom's doing. So he's like, <laughs> which Look, I love. If we're going out to which we never meet her, show me that yeah, story. Where's mom? So we go to the strip club and he's like, guys, I can't stay out too late. They're like, oh, you're gonna have as much fun as you fucking want. Because they brought Paul Walker. Right. The crippled Paul Walker. They got him out of the house. Handsome Tiny Tim. Yes, we're we're gonna have a fun night. Yeah, we got a game tomorrow, but don't worry about sure, it. Sure, we're seventeen. 18, but we're going to go to a strip club. But they get shit-faced because they see their teacher on stage, and then the teacher sees them, and she's like, oh, shit. And right. They're, they're, like, losing their minds. And so they the, get shit And the drunk. act that the teacher has is sex education. Yeah. Which is exactly the same Did you catch thing. the song they were playing? Was it Bad Teacher? It was Hot for Teacher. Hot for Teacher. Yes. I did catch so that. So the teacher is taking her actual job to her stripping job and, like, living in both worlds as a teacher. And then if you think about it, she's doing the same thing in her in her teaching job. She's bringing her night job to her day job. But she job. keeps her clothes on at school, so, which is good. At any rate. So, so Miss Davis has drinks with them afterwards, and they all just stay for hours and hours and hours. Right. They don't leave the strip club until daylight. They right. open the doors, and it's like 8 a.m. So they have a game, and they're all in horrible condition. Like Billy Bob says, he's he's still drunk from the yeah, night Yeah, they're before. all hungover. Like, uh, they're just... And so the guy is not doing well at the game, and it's really, oh, my God. God, the slow motion of all of them oh, hitting 60 each other. frames per second. It's, it's so painful. It's a lot. They like, take some hard hits. Yeah. Like the, the stunt crew in this movie really like. Like some of the launching ones too. The fucking torpedo the ones. Oh my right. God. And knowing how how bad that is. Yeah. And all the studies that have been done to show how bad all of the, the football is for your brain. Oh, yeah. It's so bad for you. It like is. you shouldn't do it. But right. that's when I wrote, what does this movie teach anyone? What is the point? And who is this? Four. Oh, then we find out he gets accepted to Brown. Right. And his dad, well, does his dad get mad at him for like blowing the game or whatever? He gets mad at him for blowing the game and also not listening to the coach. And the, yeah, and and Coach Voigt loses his mind. He's like, you just cost me my perfect season. Hope you're happy. <laughs> he likes, he's kicking over Powerade coolers and all this kind of shit. And he's making Billy Bob cry, like calling right, him a fat which, pig. And oh my God. He's really, he's awful to he's these boys. Awful, it's really, really bad. to Billy Bob. Like I called pretty early on. I'm like, you're going to make this kid want to kill himself. And like the line of the movie is, I don't want your life where Mox is like telling his dad off. Cause his dad, his dad wants football to mean as much to Mox as it did to him when he was growing up. Right. And he's like, dude, I'm your son, but I'm not you just right. because you have this and you were passionate about that. Right. Doesn't mean I'm going to be wanting or passionate about the same thing right because he know? gets accepted to brown on full ride full scholarship 
to Brown and his dad like his his dad's like that's great but I want to talk to you about, about the football, the football game. game tonight. Like and he's like shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like you're you're I totally don't... missing like all of my achievements. I don't and then also too but then it was like I was confusing cuz he's really good at football. I know we talked about this. He's good at football. Yeah. He has different ideas for football. But then he doesn't love it. No, but he does love it. But... It's not like his life. He doesn't like. He, he doesn't wrap his entire identity in, right. in football. And then we have. I can't remember where it is. I think it's there where Billy Bob is out in the middle of the field. Yeah, he's he's like about to commit he's about suicide. To kill he's got himself. a twelve gauge shotgun. He's got all of his trophies that he's throwing out into the field and yeah. shooting it. The last movie we watched, a trophy also got accosted. <laughs> it's true. Crease broke Johnny Lawrence's trophy. Called Guys, him a loser. Trophies are important. They let's, really let's are. Not, let's you know? not destroy trophies. Yeah, so he's like taking a shotgun. He's shooting all of this peewee football trophies. He's like, no, I'm too fat. I've always been always been told I'm never good enough. Yeah. That I'm too slow. I'm whatever. Like, I'm done. And James Van Rees like, you're going to let fucking the coach have Tell this you. much control yeah. over you? Right. And they decide to take matters into their own hands. Mm-hmm. And basically tell the coach to go fuck himself. Right. So then this point, this is where we have the weird ass shots of the church, which was so jarring. Because it's like it's it's like the championship game. Right. Or the last game of the season or right. whatever. And then we have basically at the at the <laughs> team with their fucking touchdown dances yeah they're doing like the straight the opposing up. team can dance <laughs> these guys are all break dancers they're insane they hired like all these someone, break dancers to play well football someone pull out like a cardboard sheet and have someone like do spinning on their <laughs> exactly. head and shit oh my god it's ridiculous so they're uh, not they're like they're behind so it's halftime now half-time. john boyd's all pissed off and then he He's got the black kid, the black 40-year-old, and he says, well, we're going to, even though you fucked up your, you tore your hammy. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, something like that. We're going to inject we're gonna you inject full you stuff. <laughs> and then steroids. Lance is like, don't do it. He doesn't care about you. He didn't care about me. He doesn't care about any Coach of us. Coach is like, get out of here. Yeah. You, you know what you're talking about. And then Lance comes in and he's like, no, no, he's right. right. He, he did the same thing to my <laughs> knee and now I'm crippled for life. Right. And so they have like this Newsies stand it against the coach. Was- I was I was hoping they would all like start singing "Seize the Day" or I some mean, the, shit. I mean, the best thing of the whole movie was John Voight walking out in the. You see him like he he attacks Mox. Like Mox basically Literally. says, "The only way we're going back on on that field is without you." Yeah. He goes after Mox, like, and he finally realizes him. what he's doing. Yeah. And he's like trying to like rouse the team. He's like, "Come on now, let's let's get outside. Let's go. Let's go win this game." Follow and me. It's almost like dementia. Yeah. Where he starts like talking to himself and clapping and he's like out in the hallway like by himself by himself and you hear like the echo of his voice and he's like yelling and hoping the team is following him and then he realizes like i've lost them i will say that that was an incredible it was it like those those few minutes almost make the movie for me in the sense that that was such a clear uh uh conveyance of this man losing all of his power because all he had over them was fear yeah and once they once he realized they weren't afraid of him anymore he just folded 
Yeah. This paper, like it, it was almost like Shakespearean. Yeah. It, it, like this, this but then, great man but just then, folding into himself. But then they lost me again when Mox gives his motivational speech. Yes. Because I didn't know what the fuck. It was all over the place. It was like we can, you know, twenty eight minutes. It's just twenty eight minutes. We can play like gods. We can play like gods. And I'm like, okay, wait. Are we saying like we're gonna do our best for twenty eight minutes and then we're gonna move on like it's just a fucking football game? Or are we saying we're gods when we're out on the field? I think the missed opportunity was like we don't have to play Kilmer's way anymore like we can do we can play football for us right you know we can go out there and fight this team of break dancers and see if we can get more <laughs> touchdowns than them but lance is now coaching lance is calling the shots because right. john voight has gone so right. now they're now i i got the sense that they were now playing for each other right but and that then, was never really established. no and so the high schoolers are now coaching themselves because all of the adults including the assistant coaches <laughs> where are the fucking, assistant coaches they left they all just it's like it's like the choreography in high strung free dance was like oh that's so fucked up what she did to you she pushed you down you're like what the f- you're the choreographer do, do something, something. <laughs> oh my god the adults are completely and just and then I wrote how many times are we gonna do slow motion with pop music over it and we forgot the slow music. clap when they left the locker room. oh that's right fucking which was so great and not clap. another teen movie that one guy that just wants to do the slow clap oh and so during the game Kilmer is actually packing up his own office which I applaud because he realized like oh, I've lost them. So, I should go pack up my stuff. I didn't catch that he was packing. Oh, really? There was no. a box on his desk. Oh. And there's also, at the very end of the movie, when they do like this pan over to Kilmer's statue, because oh John Voight has a statue in his honor. Because that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. Spoilers, they win the game, and right. there's all this celebration happening on the field. They pan over to the statue, but in the background you see Kilmer walking with a box of stuff oh, towards the parking I lot. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was, it was cut from the movie for some reason. Like, oh. there was supposed to be like this whole other scene but they just left it out of the movie that makes why. a lot more sense and that so would have been great to see that would have been great because i thought he just literally evaporated <laughs> it was like Voldemort. he just was disappeared the i Wicked didn't Witch know West, what right. happened so they win the game uh mox has this monologue at the end where he's like i never played football again lance right. is now coaching right the scott con started guy, drinking a lot the black guy got into he got a scholarship uh-huh. he ended up being fine but we don't know actually what happened Billy Bob cried. Uh, Mox, I don't know if he married Jules or whatever. It's not clear what he did. No. Oh, he went to Brown. Did he? I think he went to Brown. Yeah, he went on. He went on. He took the scholarship to Brown, and I don't know what he did, but he said he never played football again. But for that one night, we were we were heroes. We were gods or whatever. It's this weird commentary about (sighs) Texas itself, where they're just so hyper focused on Friday Night Lights, right? So, okay. So here's my thing. You said that you think you have an, okay, not that you think, you have an idea on what this movie is about, maybe who this movie is for. Right. I would love to hear your thoughts. I think this movie, the theme of this movie. Yes. Is. Yes. Oh, I'm with bated breath. I wait. Is. He's smiling so hard right now. Is. And this may be something you won't grasp. Oh. It has to do with young men's relationships with their father figures. Oh, okay. Tell me more. And how that and how and how what they're taught 
mm-hmm. how what is instilled in them, how they are treated when they do something wrong, fail, fail, show weakness, sure. cry, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. how these father figures, especially in this story, land on them with both feet. Don't show weakness. Mm-hmm. You have to win. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking cry. Mm-hmm. Don't be slow. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the list goes on. Okay. And the pressure, the unfair pressure that puts on young men yeah. to succeed, right. to not deal with failure, yeah. to not know what that even feels like, to not deal with your feelings mm-hmm. and not be able to express those feelings openly mm-hmm. and in a safe environment, that leads to a lot of damage down the road. And Mox is the character who calls all of those things out hmm. and breaks the cycle. Sends John Voight packing, never plays football again. I'm not saying it's done in, in the best or it's clear not way. It's eloquent, but I it's can not. see if we're doing an archaeological dig, I can pull that up. I think that's why maybe this movie is for uh, uh, guys in their late... It's like an MTV movie for, for coming-of-age young men. I just, and I feel like, okay, so I can totally get with that. That absolutely makes sense. And it makes sense who it's for. Right. I get all of that. Right. I think for me, the fact that, A, it, in in my opinion, I still very much believe it's degrading to women because there's there's some character arc, I suppose, for, like, Lance's ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. but it's never completed. We no. don't actually see her. She realizes she was, she did something wrong. Yeah. But then we don't see any accomplishment from that. She realizes she's made a mistake and that's it. Yeah, that's And then it. Jules gets gets mad at her boyfriend for being successful. Right. Gets even more mad, but then they have a hangout at one point where they're, they've already broken up, but they're like chatting. And... Did they break up? Yeah, they broke up. Did they? Yeah. Because oh. she said, I don't date football players. Oh. And so okay. then she's like, I don't, you know, then she's like, well, you'll do great. And then she goes to the football game and she's so excited for him. She's like cheering. And she kisses him at the end. And she kisses him at the end. It almost would have been better if she was like, hey, good job. Right. And when he said like, hey, I, I don't know, I really want this to work. You know, right. Can we try this again or yeah. whatever? Something, something Just, like that. And then like the, the, the teacher was not fleshed out at, in any way, shape, or form. She was about sex, either in the classroom or on stage. Right. Was about somehow <clears throat> exploiting her body in a way to get money. Well, that's what strippers do. Digging into that. Okay. <laughs> Just because sex workers is such a hot button topic. Sure, but... Specifically what she does. What she does if we're being specific to that club and we're being specific to that situation. That particular strip joint. That particular strip joint. If we're not talking about, I want to be very clear here. We're not talking about strippers as a whole. Because I think sex workers are important. I think strippers can absolutely be empowered. I agree. I also think that it is a very slippery slope for it to be degrading, unhealthy, and traumatizing. And so this... This basically takes a situation where a woman is, in my opinion, if we, we all know that teachers are not paid well. Correct. So then she becomes a stripper to make up money in, right. the, in the meantime. Right. Which would pay the bills. Sure. Not allow her to buy a random hot rod car. Okay. She can pay the bills and buy the colored pencils for the kids <laughs> that she teaches. She's not going to go out and get a Ferrari. If this were 2020, right. And then the mom, who is just making food or drunk. Right. There is no consistency in the women characters in this movie in terms of ethic, in terms of drive, in terms of... They do, you're right. They do serve a specific purpose, I feel like, the mom character especially. Right. In my opinion, I I disagree as far as... Oh, my brother's calling me. Um, I disagree as far as 
the uh, the teacher not being empowered Wait, in her sexuality. You should answer. What? Answer. Answer what? Answer with oh. Gabe and put him on speaker. Hello. What up? We're uh, hi, Gabe. We're re- we're recording our we're recording our podcast. Gabe, what do you oh, think of Varsity? What do you no no no? What do you think of Varsity Blues? Have you seen that movie? Uh, I give it a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I get a ten out of ten. Oh a 10. my god. Uh, oh no. I don't want your life. <laughs> I'm not saying it holds up well, but it's a... It's so memorable that I never want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, Ben said, when is it the last time you saw this was you were how I think we were teenagers, man. Well, I think we saw oh, this. Man, I, yeah, it had to be late teens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. God bless it. Yeah, quotable, though. It, quotable yeah. Movie. It is. Very much so. Oh, my God. And yeah. and Allie, yeah. Larder's, Allie Larder's whipped cream bikini will follow her for the rest oh, of her career. Allie Larder. <laughs> Man. We're old, dude. We are old, aren't we? <laughs> Wait a minute. For the Allie Larder bikini, did she or did she not have maraschino cherries on her nipples? I don't remember. Good. You oh, yeah, survey see, says. I'm like, there's no, all, there's no. When, when that scene comes to mind, that other scene with Chris Evans. <laughs> with another team movie. Immediately follows. Immediately. And, I, and it's 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 infinitely better. Number one. Oh number my number God. two. <laughs> not another teen movie came out two years after this and actually made like 20 million more than Varsity Blues. <laughs> I looked it up. It's crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my. so. I love that movie. Yeah. That's not another teen movie is. Movie you want a quotable movie, not another teen movie. I would put oh, that course. on a hundred times over Varsity Blues. <laughs> I actually would, yeah, too. Agreed. Uh, totally. Um, can I call you back in like five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. That was fun. <laughs> Shall we do some trivia? Let's do some trivia. All right. Let's smash that trivia music. This is Allie Larder's film debut. Which one was she? She was the whipped cream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was the whipped cream. She was the whipped cream. That's all I said. Great. Paul Walker actually broke his leg during filming. Oh my God. Which is hilarious. Uh, in the scene where Darcy, Allie Larder, sports her whipped cream bikini, shaving cream was used as whipped cream would not stick right. Called it. How many... <laughs> How many times do you think they had to like... That's the thing I'm wondering. How many times did they try it and go, yeah, it's not working. Can not we working. Is there another yeah. brand that we could try? Allie Larder and Amy Smart. Amy Smart plays Jules. Uh, they're actually best friends in real life and have been for the last 20 years. Really? Uh, Mox, James Vanderbeek, wears his jersey number four in homage to Vanderbeek's favorite football player, Green Bay Packers quarterback Brett Favre, oh. who is such an upstanding guy. Cool. He's really not. Um, I don't know. Although the character Billy Bob was supposed to be an 18-year-old in high school, Ron Lester, who portrayed Billy Bob, was 28 years old. Christ. Almost 30. That's Can you insane. Believe that? I mean, that happens all the time. The but... scene in which Allie Larder appears basically naked, but for the whipped cream bikini, is generally regarded as the film's most iconic scene and possibly the most iconic moment of her career to date. I think I that's I... fair. Do you think that's fair? I, I think that's know. fair. The announcers weren't real actors. The announcers called local high school games in Texas. In fact, the announcers called a high school game in Texas that was labeled, quote, the greatest high school comeback ever, 
between Plano East and John Tyler in the year 1994. Sakes. I love that they both wore Justin's beer company hats. (laughs) Right. Uh, Joshua Jackson, who was also in Dawson's Creek, was considered for the role of Mox, but Vanderbeek got it instead. Oh, Vander. Mm, I wonder if there was any, like, on-set drama. Animosity. Like, ooh, you got Mox, you son of a You got Mox, you son of a bitch. (laughs) In the locker room scene, one of the players has the name Robbins on his jersey, the name of director Brian Robbins. Uh, good for you, I guess. I don't. That's a few Allie Larder and James Vanderbeek both appeared together in Dawson's Creek, so they oh. got to work together again, which was uh, which was nice. Huh. Um, and just FYI, Billy Bob's custom 4x4 truck is a 1973 Chevrolet K-Series. Miss Davis drives a 1996 Ford Mustang Celine S281 Speedster. I don't... I don't... That's cool, if but... If you want... If you cared. If you're a gearhead, I don't know what a gearhead at the, is, actually. At the 1 hour, 40 minute, and 28 second mark into the film, to the left, under the bleachers, you can see John Voight's character carrying a box and leaving the field. Which that we didn't see Which that. they didn't linger on at all. No. It would have been kind of, I don't know, lethargic to see the coach, like, walking off lethargic? all this shit. Is that the word cathartic. I want? Cathartic. Thank you. <laughs> he looked, <laughs> I think he might have felt lethargic. He felt lethargic. In the cathartic moment. Yes. Right. It would have felt cathartic. Yes. Because you would have seen him with, like, his box of broken trophies or whatever. Right. Just walking off into the sunset. I'm sorry. The whole time, I could, the only thing I could think of was the movie Anaconda, and I was just waiting for a <laughs> snake to throw him up and for him to <laughs> wink at Jennifer Lopez as he passes out. Well, that's that's his life now. Yes, that is right. his life now. Jesus Moses. Jesus Moses. The God, but God's breath. The God, God's breath will let Jesus Moses return. And Jesus Moses <laughs> sounds like a black exploitation film from the seventies, <laughs> where he is a undercover detective in in nineteen seventies Harlem. Oh my God! Jesus Moses. Just like this movie, Jesus. But it'd be Moses. like Moses or something. Moses. <laughs> At any uh, rate. That's trivia. That's trivia. <laughs> uh, Megan, would you recommend Varsity Blues? Here's the thing, Ben. <clears throat> I wouldn't. I would not. That's okay. I wouldn't. That's I wouldn't okay. Rec- and it's, it takes a lot for me to say I wouldn't recommend a movie for any type of, like, because there's a situation. But to be honest, like, it's the plot is so threadbare. Mm. The characters, other than the little kid, <laughs> is the only one I liked. And... And too, like, I know people of many different diversities and uh, all sides, uh, all sizes, shapes, and colors that are into football. Yeah. This did nothing for me to want to watch football. There are better football movies out there. There yes. are better sports movies out there. Yes. I feel like you're right. The, th- the plot is threadbare. You, you see the beginnings or maybe the flashes of some pretty good storytelling, especially like the, the, the player's relationship with the coach and with their yeah. dad. I yeah. feel like maybe if they just went with those. Right. And maybe hyper-focused on those a little bit more. Yeah, because there were so many characters <laughs> that you literally could have just erased right off the page. It would yeah. not have changed what we saw. Right. It, it was not have changed anything. It came out at a time where, again, we had movies like American Pie, but you also had movies like uh, Road Trip or, right. uh, I don't know, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants or... Yeah. Stuff like that, where you had these coming-of-age movies mixed in with, like, an MTV vibe. Yeah. You know? That's a They're good way trying of to it. be, like, really mature. Mm-hmm. And there are hints of, like, the, that really mature storytelling, but we never truly, like, get there. Movies from the 90s were fucking weird. Yeah, well, the late 90s and early 2000s, like, millennium really movies. Really From, weird. like, 99 through, like, 2004. 
five. It's no wonder that we all need therapy. Like, <laughs> those were very developmentally important years. And September we're watching 11th stuff happen. Like, Varsity Blues. You know, so. Oh, God. Would you recommend this movie? I recommend you watch it once and then just put it on a shelf for 20 years and then take it down, dust it off like a, like a yearbook or a letterman's jacket. It's not going to fit the same when you saw it or or put it on as a teenager. So wait a minute. You're saying for people who saw this when they were teens, watch I'm, it again? I'm talking to the 36-year-old men listening to this podcast, <laughs> which are my brother and I think two other people. Right. Um, if you saw this movie as a kid, watch it again. It's not it's not going to feel the same or feel like feel like oh this is something different or something revolutionary. No. It's it's going to be yeah, it's going to be It's uh, one of those things where it's like when you put Varsity <clears throat> Blues when you when I mentioned it, people are like, "Oh yeah, Varsity Blues." But it's all fuzzy recognition. It's like, "Isn't that the one about the um It's like it's football, but isn't it uh Yeah. Was there, uh, okay, so I know there's the bikini, but is was that directed by Bob? No, it was directed I can, by... I can think of five better sports movies off the top of my oh, head. Oh, easily. I easily. would recommend going to watch uh, Hoosiers with Gene Hackman. That's about Indiana that. Indiana basketball. And I think that movie came out in the 70s. Right. Or early 80s or I've something I've watched Remember like the Titans. <laughs> Remember the Titans. Uh, or a even, fantastic movie. Even a movie like Necessary Roughness, where they're like lampooning professional football or The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. I don't know. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> what it was. Keanu. I wouldn't recommend that movie. No, I don't but know. But at any rate, there are way better sports movies out there. There are. Okay. So that's it's like that's nostalgia it. factor. Yeah, nostalgia factor. And then, uh, yeah, it's like putting on a Letterman's jacket you had in high school. Which doesn't quite fit anymore. You probably like, wouldn't wear it. Oh, there were some good times. Then you put it back. <laughs> but I'm but I'm glad I'm past it. <laughs> Thank God we grew up. Thank God we grew up and got the internet. Yes. Um. So I have an idea for our next one, but I kind of want to leave people hanging. Ooh. Okay. Um. But it is '90s. <laughs> but I think this is a much better movie. Okay. It's one that this is one of those ones when I tell people that I haven't seen it, everyone gets upset. Really? Yes. Everyone okay. gets upset. Okay. I will give a little, a couple of hints. Okay. There has been a musical made out of it. Oh. And it does involve a level. Well, no, I feel like that's going to give way too much. I don't want to, I don't want to. Speaking of which. Yeah. Varsity Blues is quoted as Regina George's favorite movie. Oh my God. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that brings a whole other level to Regina George. <laughs> I feel like at any rate. Okay. Any rate. So yes. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned. Um, and also too, Ben, you spent two hours today getting out and telling people to vote. Yeah. Um, can people still like go online and figure out where where they can vote? Or? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you go to IWillVote.com or IWillVote.org, I forget which, but there <laughs> should be information on your state if you're registered to vote. Again, it never hurts to double check. I was out doing uh, some literature drops door to door for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris today, not just for them, but for the entire Senate and House ticket for New Hampshire Democrats. Uh, we have some particularly amazing people running, including Jean Shaheen. Jean Shaheen, <laughs> which is an inside joke. And uh, Annie Custer, Dan Feltis. Uh, we have some really great candidates apart from uh, getting Joe and Kamala into the White House. And 
steering the course of history towards something decent and well-meaning for everyone, not just a select few. Neat. Wouldn't that be Uh, nice? So be sure that you make sure that you're registered to vote. Have a plan to vote. If you're dropping off your ballot, make sure you know where your drops are. If you're showing up in person, make sure you know where you're going. If you're mailing your ballot, (laughs) mail it as early as you can. Yes. You know, and also keep an eye out, too, for fake vote uh, drop ballots. There are ones out there. So be educated. Have a plan. Yeah, go to your city hall or whatever. Like, make sure you do your research. Make sure your vote is counted because your vote matters. It does. And it is your greatest power as an American citizen. I think it, what was it, almost 50% of people in America did not vote in 2016. Really? Yeah. So if you think about it, only 25% of people voted for uh, Trump out of the 75 people that are out there. Right. 75%, the other 25 voted for uh, the deciding votes came down to about 45,000 votes. Yeah. So it your vote really, really, really actually does matter. It really does. And this is like, we had our founding fathers <laughs> fought for this. If you give a damn about Hamilton and Lin-Manuel Miranda, <laughs> you will vote. So be sure to get out there and vote. Please. Um, please like, subscribe, share, and leave us a review. Yeah. We love reviews. We do love We've reviews. We've gotten 15... Uh, that's not true. We've gotten 14 five-star reviews and one one-star review. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone for reviewing, period. Even if you want to give us a one-star. It's like a vote. Your voice you know, matters. Exactly. We're probably going to be like, what the fuck is your problem? But <laughs> We're hilarious. We're awesome and super uh, humble. And uh, tune in to our Instagram, Simac Podcast, to find out what our next movie will be. Bye. Bye.